0: We're speaking all about the, the Art to be dam. Now, this is um, a dam that many people like to visit, sometimes even just to take a drive around the dam and on the dam wall. Uh, lovely drive that uh, you'll find people doing on, Over the weekend There's a lot of boat rides And a lot of things to do in and around Hartbeespoort Sport Dam And if you have been following the news Or you've been visiting There has been an increase in the hyacinths in, in that dam And it's a problem that they've been uh, Battling for a number of years And uh, every time they feel Or they, they do something They feel they've solved the problem It just reoccurs. So we're speaking all about that On the weekend breakfast program
1: Yeah I know, like you say it's a major problem and for years now invasive water hyacinths have clogged up the Harta Bispor there uh, many the research is going on as well and uh, you know there was a recent study by the student Rhino Hermes Ais mentioning that uh, you know basically this supports the previous findings that the poor water quality of the Harta Bispo reservoir is mainly caused by sewage works and with the result we find that uh, the end result is what we find out in Harta Bispor there Alright we're crossing over inshallah this morning to the uh, CEO of the Hartis Foundation, that is Rudy Jones. Rudy he is on the line to tell us more about uh, the situation on the Harti Bisword Dam. Reports are saying almost half of the Harti Dam is covered with Hysons. Uh, Rudy, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you and your listeners, Bowman. Thank you so much for your time. Rudy, lovely talking to you. Rudy, firstly, Hysons, let's talk about the Hysons and the history of Harti Dam and how and when did the first Hyson invasion start? Mohammed, this is a problem that's been on
2: Hartbeespoort Dam for the last 50-odd years. This is not a new problem. Um, and water and sanitation and the communities here alike has been fighting it for 50-odd years.
1: Okay. All right. So the listeners, any questions here have for, for 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 Rudy, give us a call on the number 11 and the WhatsApp is 0727861548. Rudy, is Hysons uh, the number one water weed in the world and that this plant aggressively, um, you know, actually infests water bodies and negatively impacts water quality? Absolutely. Definitely the,
2: the number one invasive plant in the world. Uh, we currently on Hot put to give you context, Harbiya's uh, port is 2,152 hectares of water. We currently...
0: Okay, the line seems to have uh, dropped there. Uh, we will get uh, him back on the line uh, to tell us more about it and uh, uh, give us a bit of a report back um, about the dam and uh, the challenges that they've been facing, like you said, for over 50 years or so it's it's a real problem and sometimes you'd go there on a weekend and you'd say "Hey, it's cleaned up and the next week you go you find that it's just uh, grown all over the dam again uh sorry uh, we lost you there for a moment uh you can continue uh so to two thousand one hundred and fifty two
2: hectares at the moment we 54 percent covered in water hyacinths what makes it even worse is the last three to four weeks of very high temperatures. And rain inflow, which brings in the effluent from from Johannesburg, we're currently growing hyacinths on the dam between eight and ten hectares per day. Per day. Per day.
1: All right, that is shocking. I thought it's just a few meters per day, Rudy. Yeah, eight to ten hectares per day. Uh, so
2: you know the the problem exacerbates uh, incredibly, and we need to put a plan in place. And I must say that over the last years there's been many plans there's been many short-lived plans with great success, you know in 2018 uh, the dam was almost 60% covered and within 18 months uh, it was only 5% covered
0: Mm. so
2: there has been very good interventions and plans but to date there wasn't a real sustainable model with the endorsement of the water and sanitation to date
0: Mm. and then really I remember I recall sometime last year uh, picking up on this article and uh, it spoke about this insect and, and I remember the article clearly saying that you know The insect army is winning the war Against this the, this invasive superweed that, that is plaguing the dam What has happened uh, about that?
2: Biological control is definitely successful um, But it can't be successful all by itself It has to be part of integrated approach If we talk integrated approach We're talking biological control And we're talking mechanical and physical Manual removal of the house. The problem with biological control uh, that Rhodes University has been facing over the last 12, 18 months was also a funding crisis because government funds there. And at some point, there was, was funds just literally dried up. So there wasn't enough biological control put on the dam. And unfortunately, to this point now, the army is not winning the war. Um, there's there's just not enough insects on the dam. But the guys are getting back. Uh, they're putting their processes and back. And I think going forward, being part of integrated approach will definitely have
1: much more success. Okay, lovely. Uh, also, like you said, Rudy, in less than two months, invasive water hyacinth has made a very aggressive comeback on the dam, spreading from 5% to 50%. A question coming about from a listener uh, Isn't the use of herbicides on the cards? Adibispo Dam is one of the dams in the country that
2: Department of Environmental Affairs, Forestry and Fisheries totally, totally does not allow the spray of herbicides. Uh, the, the sulfur levels in the dam and, and all the housing estates right next to the dam makes it very difficult. That said, we had a meeting on Tuesday with the Director General and it's now starting to look like they're happy to start approach, basically including it into the integrated approach. It has to be non-lethal, it has to be approved, and I think going forward we might see some solution with that as integrated approach and using of, of approved herbicides.
0: Mm. Uh, and the hyacinths, it's certainly causing a problem for, for, for people that are on the dam or even... Um, uh, the clubhouse, or even uh, the people that, that take boat rides, and so on. I, 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 th- I recall it was a, a few days back, if not weeks, uh, where one of the boats had got stuck in, in the yeah. middle of this uh, this high Absolutely,
2: ice absolutely. So
0: it's killing tourism.
2: Uh, in, in, in fact, you know, I'm sitting here now, and as far as I can see, I cannot see water. Mm. So it's absolutely killing. Number one, it's called killing the boating industry. It's killing the restaurant industry. Uh, and then you sit with clubhouses, with boathouses, and people around the dam. Uh, those are waiters, they they staff, there's kitchen staff. Those guys just cannot operate at the moment. So this is an economic crisis. It's not just uh, an environmental crisis. And then you you start looking at what is it doing to the value of properties? What is it doing to the investments yeah. of of the people around the dam? And and it becomes a, a major major problem.
1: Probably we know for a fact that, uh, you know, the were Dam, it's a beautiful dam, it's a dynamic, it's an ever-changing system as well, uh, but it's under pressure from urban pollution. Everybody puts the blame on the other. This one says that one's responsible. Who's actually responsible for, for the maintenance of this dam? There's two. It's, it's the Department of Water and Sanitation,
2: as well as the Department of Forestry, Specialties and Environment. And both those departments have come to the party over the last months, realizing that they need to be part of the solution. For seven odd years... I'm not lying to you if I tell you uh, I've sent I don't know how many hundreds of emails and in the past, uh, past two months was the only month that we started getting recent responses. The departments are committed, the guys are seeing the crisis and in Tuesday's meeting there was a commitment from Water and Sanitation to say they're going to start within the next month or two in terms of helping to do containment strategies, helping to do cables, helping to harvest with working for water teams uh, and that that's great because now we're literally in a situation where government's also taking responsibility.
1: Lovely. Uh, the other question coming through, a brother wants to know, he says, isn't the only way to control Hartbeespoort water license is to maintain, upgrade and expand the municipal sewage treatment works? Will this not help? Absolutely. So we work very closely with Beng local municipality
2: uh, and there's a lot of work being done on their side to contain the sewage uh, inflow in Hartbeespoort Dam. Our problem comes from the Crocodile River. It comes all the way up from Hillbrow and Alberton. Um, And those problems need to be addressed by Johannesburg Water and the municipalities of Ekuruleni. So there there are talks ongoing with the the ministry to make sure that these municipalities take responsibility for the problem that they're sending downstream. Uh, We're trying to address what we can on our level. Um, but it's definitely a situation that needs to be addressed upstream, and our whole strategy includes upstream as well as downstream, so that we can make sure that the whole water body, inflow and outflow, becomes uh, more healthier. If you look put a better word,
0: mm. and then really also one of uh, uh, the solutions or possible solutions that has been mentioned is uh, going in, you know, physically going on, onto the dam with a vessel or boat and removing the hyacinths by, by hand. Is this doable?
2: Yes, it is. We've done it before, and we're going to do it again. Um, it's all about funding, uh, you know. and as much as I'm saying government has now put their plan to place, they can't do it alone, uh, and they've actually reached out to corporate South Africa, they've reached out to the, the non-profits like myself and the community organizations to say, let's make this a collective effort. Um, as Hartley Foundation, we've now managed to get our own general authority, on Hartbeespoort Dam, we've managed to get a water use license because you can't just go and do what you want to with an invasive plant. You need to adhere to the protocols uh, and all that that needs to come with that. So this is a collective effort, and I'm inviting all our angler friends and all our people that that would like to come and, and be part of the solution. This is the, the ownership of Hartbeespoort Dam is not in Hartbeespoort. The ownership of Hartbeespoort Dam is in South Africa, and we need all these guys that, that used to come and fish, all the guys that used to come with the families yeah. really sit to the plate and say listen I would like to be, become part of the solution
1: Yeah, it's time to give back to the dam as well. Uh, just a question as well, uh, Rudy, with regards to the water hyacinths, are they harmful and has this affected the fish life out there? Not at all In fact, um, the guys that, that do fishing say that uh,
2: the fish sizes have actually increased Oh, two reasons. One, there has not been a lot of fishing due to covid so um the fish sizes has actually increased as well as the fact that there's not a lot of fishing going on yeah these fish are actually getting chance to grow so no it's not not had a negative effect on the fish or the bird life um it's it's merely
1: a nuisance in terms of access to water uh, and the environment okay uh what about load shedding has this added to the problem
2: Yes, believe it or not, we can blame load shedding for just about anything in our country. Um, the the fact that all the sewage pump stations upstream uh, to Johannesburg has also not been optimally functioning has me- meant that there has been a negative effect in terms of the effluent coming into our with for them. So, absolutely, yes, load shedding has contributed, and and I think we can see that in the unbelievable growth that we've seen between December and
1: February. Lovely. Rudy, uh, thanks for the information, sir. Uh,
0: b- before you do go, Rudy, the, the, the public would always love to, to help or try to get involved in some way or the other. Is there anything uh, that you can share with us uh, for the listeners if they'd like to get involved uh, in, uh, in helping to sort out this problem at RTPS.com?
2: Absolutely, and I'd love to make them part. They can send me an email at info, I-N-F-O, at foundation. O-R-G dot um, Happy to, to speak to the listeners whether they would like to get physically involved as a team effort, whether there's companies that need be accreditation or they need charitable donation points we set up as a nonprofit to make sure that all of that can happen uh, and then just in closing I would like to say that Hotties is also 100 years old this year oh. so October we would have a lot of festivals, we need to clean this dam up, we need to make sure that as a community and as a greater heart of your spirit, because we see all the listeners around uh, as the greater heart of your spirit, to be part of the solution going into the centenary and being part of the centenary celebrations as well. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, Rudy, really all of the best. Uh, we'll be in touch in the next two three weeks. Thank you, sir. Have Thanks. A great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. Yeah, Malana, like you saying, the problem has been persisted for the last 50 years as well. It's been clogged up uh, this beautiful dam. Uh, many research studies have been going on as well. It's been a problem for decades and one research showing that despite the ongoing efforts to curb the inflow of the contaminated water that has been rich in phosphorus, uh, what is actually happening is this: uh, the dam has water quality problems. Also, Malana, regarding this, uh, you know, you spoke about, uh, they normally say dynamite comes in small packages. Um, they used uh, some Sort of uh, battalions of the tiny bugs. I think you mentioned it's called biocontrol agents. Um, it has helped to a certain extent, but not too much as well. But I think uh, you know the only way to really control healthy sports water hyacinth problem, like uh, you know Rudy saying, is to maintain and it is to upgrade and expand the municipal sewage treatment works as well. But uh, it is a major problem. And i like you as a question. One way is to basically uh, get onto the water, get 50, 60 boats in the water, manual labor, get the winters involved as well, and, uh, you know, try and do something there because the community is saying, the country is saying that, you know what, enough is enough. Nothing's been done. We as a community, we want to make a difference. We have to do something.
0: Yeah, we have to play our part as well. Let's uh, do what we can And uh, like you he mentioned He's given his details uh, there uh, You can contact them uh, Info at this uh, foundation And they'll be able to give you a bit more detail If you'd like to get physically involved as a team Or any businesses or organizations That would like to get involved uh, in cleaning up and helping them tackle that hyacinth, uh, hyacinth problem. Uh, that brings us to the end of this segment. Uh, that's the outdoor and wildlife segment of the program. It's 28 minutes past the hour of 7. A lovely, lovely Saturday morning here in lanesia um And uh, we'll be taking an air break uh, after that. Uh